welcome to Ohio Mysteries. This is our 10-minute mystery edition, a little slice of intrigue in the middle of your week. I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, and with me is our storyteller and journalist, Paula Schleiss. Hi, everyone. Paula, if you don't mind me interrupting, I think we should remind our listeners that recently we've been recording these 10-minute mysteries live on Facebook. It's a little something extra we've been doing for our stay-at-home audience. So if you're on Facebook, be sure to follow the Ohio Mysteries page. Just go up to the search in the Facebook. You just search Ohio Mysteries, you'll see it. And then you'll get to see our announcements of when our live programming is. Lately, we've been doing it at 9 p.m. on Tuesday, which means if you're on Facebook wall at that time, you can watch us tell the story and interact with us in the comments section below. That time slot might change in the future, but we've been doing that the last couple of weeks. Right, Paula? Yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially with our audience basically playing armchair detective right in the comment section. So be sure to join us. Also, before we get started, I've got to tell you about WOW. The Wholesale Outlet Warehouse is sponsoring us for the month of May. How cool is that? WOW is at 144 North Canton Road in Akron, selling name brand clothing, toys, furniture, and more, usually at least 50% off retail prices, most often more. Now, WOW is doing something pretty creative right now for folks who don't want to leave home. Every Thursday at 6 p.m., Owner Brian Early is doing an interactive live streaming sales event, like those cable shopping network programs, but on the internet. Right now, they are mostly focused on women's health, beauty, and apparel. So here's what you do. Thursday at 6 p.m., grab whatever device connects you to the internet. Go to jatango.com. That's J-A-T-A-N-G-O.com. Click on the wow window and start shopping. Now, let's get to tonight's 10-Minute Mystery. There was some amazing news a couple of weeks ago. Police made an arrest in the unsolved murder of Barbara Blatnick. Now, one of our first episodes ever was called Deadly Holidays, and we told the story of how four women were killed in the Akron area during the 1987 holiday season, not necessarily by the same person, but nonetheless, a period that had scared the bejesus out of a whole lot of people. One of the women killed was Barbara Blatnick. Our episode tonight is about a different case, and I'm going to get there. But first, it's relevant that you understand how Barbara Blatnick's case may have been solved. Barbara was murdered the evening of December 19, 1987. That was just five days before Christmas. The 17-year-old was from Garfield Heights in the middle of her junior year at Cleveland's Eerieview Catholic High School. She loved heavy metal music and dancing and her friends, and that night she was going to enjoy all of it at a party on Turney Road, not far from the home she shared with her parents and sister. Barbara said goodbye to her family about 4 p.m., promising her mom she'd finish her chores the next day. She made it to the party, had a few drinks, then called her dad at 10.30 p.m. to say she'd be home shortly. Barbara's mom, Terry Blatnick, curled up on the couch and waited for her daughter. But as the minutes passed by, she dozed off. Terry will later tell a reporter that she knew the moment her daughter died. She was dreaming, and she saw Barbara go through a tunnel of light while telling her mom, I love you, Ma, but I have to go. When morning came 
and Barbara wasn't home, Terry Blatnick shared that dream with the rest of her family. They started making phone calls to find out where she was, but nobody knew. They didn't have to wait long to find out because that afternoon, police knocked on the door and asked Barbara's father to come and identify her body. Barbara had been found by an oil and gas worker in a wooded area off O'Neill Road that's near Blossom Music Center in Cuyahoga Falls. She had been raped and strangled. Her killer walked free for the next 33 years, but Barbara left behind a clue, DNA under her fingertips. Then the Porchlight Project was founded. Its president is James Renner, an investigative journalist and true crime author who we have been fortunate to feature on our podcast before. Porchlight is a nonprofit agency that raises money through private donations to pay for DNA tests and genealogy research to try and solve cold cases. And they made Barbara Blatnick their first focus. Two weeks ago, Porchlight and the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department announced that their efforts had led to an arrest. A 67-year-old Cleveland man named James Zastonik of Cleveland has been charged in Barbara's murder. Porchlight Project paid for the DNA testing of samples from Barbara's fingernails and then paid for that California group headed by Colleen Fitzpatrick, the same folks who caught the Golden State Killer to do some genealogy research to figure out who that DNA belonged to. So with that fantastic bit of success behind them, tonight's 10-minute mystery is about the next focus of the Porchlight Project. It's not to catch a killer, at least not yet. First, authorities need help identifying the victim. Porchlight's next project is the skeleton of a young woman found in a barn garage in New London four years ago. New London is a rural Huron County community in North Central Ohio. When we do our research for Ohio Mysteries, I like to include as much information as I can about our subjects. The way I told you how Barbara Blatnick liked heavy metal music and dancing, even though true crime stories are, let's be honest, a form of entertainment, we can't ever forget these victims were real people with grieving families who miss them. Sadly, I can't tell you a lot about tonight's victim. Here's what we know. In 2016, a woman named Courtney Hoffer had recently purchased some property on Main Street in New London at least part of which she was going to use as a salon. A doctor's office was raised on the property a couple of decades earlier after a fire, but there were still other structures on the property, including an old barn garage. Hoffer decided to root through the old garage in search of antiques that she might be able to display in her new salon. That's when she moved a pile of newspapers to find some bones. Police were called, and lab tests confirmed the bones were human. Now, the adult human body has more than 200 bones. There were 79 bones here. It's unclear what happened to the rest. Interestingly, the building had belonged to the former mayor of New London, Darwin Anderson, who had died 
in 2015. That was just the year before. It had been in his possession since 1982. But detectives theorized that because the barn garage was in such disrepair, Mayor Anderson may simply have never even looked in there all those years. Now, forensic anthropologists can't narrow her age down any more than between 13 and 20. It's a pretty big gap that ranges from a child just past adolescence to a college-age young woman. Likewise, physical aspects are a wide guess. She could have been a petite, four foot ten inches tall to a more average five foot six. We do think, however, that something human interfered here. Parts of her skull and the bone at the base of the spine appear to have been cut with a sharp instrument. But they can't even tell us when it was done. It could have happened any time within the past 40 years. Akron Beacon Journal reporter Stephanie Warsmith talked to James Renner and New London Police Chief Michael Marco last week when Porchlight Project announced this was their next case. Chief Marco said he would love to see the mystery of this girl solved so her family can at least know her fate and lay her to rest. And as we know from having covered so many of these kinds of mysteries, knowing a victim's identity can be a huge leap toward identifying a killer. Most murder victims are killed by someone they know or someone in their circle. So giving her a name would be a huge piece of evidence. And this is very interesting. Who knows? Solving her case might even solve another Porchlight Project President James Renner said this case piqued his interest in part because the remains were found not far from where Amy Mahalovic's body was discovered in an Ashland County field. Amy Mahalovic is one of Northeast Ohio's most famous unsolved murders. Amy, if you'll recall, was 10 years old in 1989 when she disappeared from a Bay Village shopping center likely abducted by a man who called her house and pretended to be a co-worker of her mother's. He talked Amy into joining him at the shopping center to pick out a gift for her mother to celebrate her secret promotion. Amy's killer was never caught, but one of the suspects in the Mahalovic case lived in New London, just a few houses from where these bones were found. Maybe it's a long shot, maybe not. But what if these bones were another victim of the same man who killed Amy? Anyway, the Porchlight Project began working on the new London case in January. A Virginia DNA company called Bode Technology has been working to extract DNA from the skeletal remains and then will start the process of trying to put together a family tree. Renner told Warsmith at the Akron Beacon Journal, we want, at the very least, to give this person her name back, to find her family, to give her a proper burial. The DNA testing is expected to cost about $4,000, and the Porchlight Project has so far raised about half that amount. The nonprofit, as I said, is funded by donations from the public. If you'd like to contribute, visit porchlightonline.org to learn how. Meanwhile, if anyone has any information that could help the police in this case, 
The New London Police number is 419-929-3504. And we got to have James Renner back. He he told us he wanted to come back, so we got to get him back on and talk about yeah, I have a, I have a episode in mind for him. I uh, yeah. well, maybe this summer. We'll see if he's not too busy. Right. Hopefully they get the, these uh, solved out, obviously. And uh, yeah, Barbara Blatnick, man, uh, it's just such great news. And we actually have a listener who went to school with her, John Takis. Oh, John is Takis. John? Uh, you know, he closes on on Tuesdays. He said he's going to try to log on, but he definitely watches our live feed later. He's there often. He's there often. All right. Well, that's it for our midweek 10-minute mystery. We'll see you here Sunday for our next regular full-size Ohio mystery episode. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and may all of your mysteries have happy endings. I'm Hannah. And I'm Audrey. We are a sister filmmaking duo and co-hosts of Sleepover Cinema, our show where we analyze the films that created the collective unconscious of the girls, gays, and theys of the late 90s and early 2000s. Princess Diaries, The Cheetah Girls, Aquamarine, Cinderella, the one starring Brandy. We haven't stopped thinking about these movies since we first saw them, and we want you to rewatch them and review them with us. Are these movies as bad as critics would have us believe? Do we even care if they are? We are always unpacking that very question on Sleepover Cinema. Check out Sleepover Cinema wherever you get your podcasts or at evergreenpodcasts.com. See you soon.